The Kings get their biggest win of the season. We'll break down the come-from-behind win in Boston over the NHL's top team and discuss what it could mean for the Kings for the rest of the season. We'll also have news on one of the heroes of last night's win, getting a new contract. We'll discuss it all next on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. We're at 1,000 plus subscribers and counting. Thank you to all who chose to like and subscribe. And for those of you that will do so in the future, I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years. For the past 20-plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network, I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate L.A. Kings fan for 30-plus years. The L.A. Kings faced their toughest test of the season in Boston against the NHL's top team last night. The Kings would have a few changes to their lineup for their final game of their six-game road trip. The top line would remain the same from what we've seen of late. Andre Kopitar at center with Arthur Kaliev and Kevin Fiala on the wings. The second line a little bit different. Philip Deneau and Trevor Moore were there, but with Victor Arvidsson still back in Los Angeles for the birth of his second child, Alex Ayafalo would be put on the second line on the left side. Adrian Kempe would be centering the third line. Gabe Velarde, one of his wingers, and Jared Anderson Dolan would be moved to the third line, moved down from the second line. So he and Alex Ayafalo basically swapping spots. And then on the fourth line, you had Blake Lazad at center with Carl Grundstrom and Rasmus Kupari in the lineup playing wing on the left side. Your defensive pairings were Mikey Anderson and Drew Doughty, Matt Roy and Sean Dursey, Alex Edler and Sean Walker, and your goaltender was Phoenix Copley. Scratches were Tobias Bjornfoot and Jordan Spence, as well as Samuel Pagimo and Brendan Lemieux still on injured reserve. So again, Victor Arvidsson still out. Todd McClellan deciding to move Ayafalo to the second line uh, one game after he moved Jared Anderson Dolan there, dropped a JAD, down to the third line, Rasmus Kupari again back in the lineup, playing wing on the fourth line in place of Samuel Fugimo. Uh, Defensively, Alex Edler back on the blue line in place of Tobias Bjornfoot from the game before. And how about Phoenix Copley in net? That was a surprise to me. I'm also guessing that did not sit well with Jonathan Quick, who is a New England native and went to school in Massachusetts and I'm sure wanted the challenge of taking on the NHL's top team. But Todd McClellan decided to go with Phoenix Copley in net again. Uh, That could be something we see going forward for a while, but we'll have to wait and see. So coming off the embarrassing loss in Buffalo, where the Kings allowed six goals in the third period, lost 6-0, it was going to be interesting to see, for me, the team's mindset going into this big game against the NHL's top team. Now, would they come out strong and look to get that bad taste out of their mouth from the night the previous game in Buffalo? Uh, Or would they, frankly, kind of mail it in, one foot on the airplane, looking to go home after their 12-day, six-game road trip? Well, the answer was kind of neither. Uh, L.A. came out in the opening period, and they played hard, but not overly aggressive. Um, As we've seen a lot this season for L.A., it was a solid opening period where they held their opponent to limited scoring chances, and the game would be scoreless after the first period. And I wonder how much of that was by design, um, that the Kings should come out and again, you know, they've been kind of their own worst enemy at times this year by being overly aggressive and being out of position. 
I thought that in this first period, they kind of set the tone a little bit in that they were not overly aggressive, um, thought a little bit more, I think, about playing defensive hockey against this high-powered Bruins team, and um, that probably served them well going forward. But in the second period, the Kings did take some more penalties. That was obviously an issue in the Buffalo game, and Boston would score the first goal of the game, not on the power play, but with the extra attacker on the ice with the goalie pulled after the delayed penalty. Uh, and then later in the second period, another penalty. Blake Lazat called uh, for a penalty, and the Bruins would score on the power play and took a 2-0 lead going into the third period. And obviously, uh, one period down, down two, it's not insurmountable, but in a building where not many teams have had success against a team that has the best record and most points in the NHL, it didn't look great, and especially the way the Kings have been playing of late as well. But in the third period, Adrian Kempe would score on a rebound of a Kevin Fiala shot about halfway through the period, and the Kings had some hope, making it a 2-1 game, just one goal away. Um, then over three minutes to go in regulation, the Kings were given a golden opportunity as Boston took two penalties seven seconds apart giving the Kings a huge two-man advantage. Now, it should be pointed out to that point, the Kings had had a lot of power play opportunities and were not able to score, but you get a two-man advantage in that situation. Crucial moment in the game, in the third period, you have to come through in that situation, and the Kings did. And again, it was Adrian Kempe, um, who had multiple chances to score on that uh, two-man advantage, and then finally found the back of the net with a one-timer to tie it up at 2-2. Now, the game was far from over. Uh, at that point, there were still some anxious moments for the Kings and their fans watching um, because there was a penalty that was taken um, for, by Drew Doughty, cross-checking penalty on Brad Marchand, and the Kings' penalty kill was put in the spotlight again uh, for the final 40 seconds of regulation. They had to keep the Bruins from scoring and winning the game, and they did that, but then there was also a minute 20 of power play time in the overtime and the Kings had to kill that off to keep it going and they did eventually the game would go to a shootout and then in the seventh round Trevor Moore who made headlines earlier in the day with a new contract scored to end the game and give the Kings their biggest win of the season 3-2 in the shootout LA improved to 16-12-5 and with the win Boston falls to 23-4-2 with the loss so after the Kings suffered what I thought was their worst loss of the season, allowing six goals in the third period and that 6 nothing loss to Buffalo, they come back and get what I think is their biggest win of the season. Now, I'm not saying the Kings played their best game necessarily, but it was their biggest win to beat a top team in the NHL after the debacle in Buffalo uh, is a huge win. And by the way, it was the fifth straight game the Kings and Bruins have gone to overtime, so I guess maybe we shouldn't have been surprised by that. Um, LA hands Boston just its sixth loss of the season in 29 games and just their second loss at home in 17 games this season. Kings wrap up their six game road trip going three, two and one, and they get that bad taste out of their mouth from Buffalo as they head back home. Adrian Kempe gets goals 11 and 12 on the season while Phoenix Copley turned aside 33 of 35 shots and also made some saves, uh, key saves in the shootout as well. And the Kings handed. Bruins goalie Linus Olmark just his second loss in 21 games this season. The Kings did go one for six on the power play, but also killed off five of Boston's six power play chances. Boston was 16 and 0 this season when scoring first in a game, and 15 and 0 when leading after two periods. 
but the Kings are able to get the big, big win. Uh, so that was the recap of the game. What's the takeaway from it, and how could it affect the Kings going forward? We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends and putting a few drinks back. A few become too many, and the evening comes to an end, and people start to head out. You think about calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even if you do, what's the worst that could happen? Well, your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, it still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe, and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. So on Thursday's show, we had a, a feedback show where we all kind of had a chance to chime in and vent and give our thoughts on what the Kings could do to turn things around. The question is now, after this big win in Boston, could this be something that the team can use to get on track? And before I answer that question, let's, dis let's discuss a few more details from last night's game. The Kings penalty kill, which has been bad this season came through in a huge way and was a big part of why the Kings got the win. Uh, yes, both Boston goals did come in part due to LA penalties. Uh, the first goal, though, extra attacker, and the second goal in the power play. But when it counted the most, the Kings' PK came up big, killing two penalties in the third period to keep it a one-goal game. And then after the campaign goal to tie it up, and Drew Doughty took that penalty in the final minutes, they had to kill off the penalty to end regulation and in overtime, to keep the thing going and, and eventually get it to a shootout. Uh, now, it wasn't good that the Kings took so many penalties, but killing five of the Bruins' six power plays, with Boston being the third-best power play percentage team in the NHL, that obviously was huge. Uh, the Kings did go one for six on the power play, but the one they got was the one they needed the most to force overtime in the third period. L.A. had to have a goal in that situation where they had the two-man advantage, and they were able to get it. Phoenix Copley, solid in net. He did have an early gaffe where he fumbled the puck in the first period. He almost kicked it into his own net, but Carl Grunstrom was there to grab the puck and skate it out of danger. Uh, Boston had two breakaway chances and didn't score in the opening period, including a nice stop on Bruins captain Patrice Bergeron. Copley made a big save on David Pasternak in the third and a bigger save on Patrice Bergeron on a two-on-one in overtime. Copley with the win, now three and one in four games, and it'll be interesting to see if he gets the start Saturday at home against San Jose, uh, you couldn't blame Todd McClellan if he decided to do it. I mean, Jonathan Quick has certainly had his issues. And right now, I think the Kings are very content to go with the hot hand. And it looks like it's going to be Phoenix Copley going forward. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, Phoenix Copley coming in and doing the job uh, against the Boston Bruins. And uh, he deserves a ton of credit for the Kings getting that victory. Adrian Kempe had only two goals. In the month of November, he's already got four in December. Uh, he's got 12 on the season, so good to see Kempe getting back on track and two huge goals in the win over the Bruins. I said I think this is the Kings' biggest win of the season, but I don't know that it was necessarily their best game played. Uh, the Kings have played some better games, albeit against lesser competition. I mean, they took too many penalties against the Bruins. The power play wasn't good enough. It did get the one big goal when they needed it most, but it was with a two-man advantage. Um, but it is still their biggest win of the season because of the way they battled back 
because of getting that win on the road against a team that is virtually unbeatable in their building. And oh, by the way, the best team in the NHL right now uh, who've been playing good hockey. So again, I don't know that it was the best all around game for the Kings this year, but considering the circumstances, it's definitely their biggest win to close out a rocky road trip um, that, that has had people like me and you talking about maybe a coaching change. And I think this win, frankly, if you kind of were leaning towards maybe a coaching change being necessary, I think a win like this, frankly, does buy Todd McClellan some more time. I think it buys this team some more time before you look to make big changes because you see what is possible with this group. And none of us want to see Todd McClellan fired. I, I think that was pretty clear in the sentiment that um, some of the people that messaged, uh, they all pretty much said, you know, we we like Todd McClellan, but we just feel like it's it's necessary if things keep going the way they're going. And I've said, I think it's the easiest solution. It's easier to, to make a coaching change than to go out and make some sort of blockbuster trade, which may not actually be you know, big enough to change the, the fortunes of the team. So I, I do think a win like this, uh, if the Kings were thinking about maybe doing that, and I don't know that they that they have been at this point, but I do think a win like this definitely buys Todd McClellan uh, and his group a little bit more time because you see the potential of what they can do um, when they when they get in the right mindset. And again, I think it's encouraging that it wasn't the Kings' best game, and they still were able to get a huge win in all the situations we talked about. Um, so I asked the question earlier: Could this be a win that the Kings use to get their season on track? And I think the answer is yes. You beat the top team in the NHL in their building, again, where they've been virtually unbeatable, um, then I think it definitely feels the team with confidence that they can beat any team in the NHL. Um, that said, I do believe the Kings can get a spark from this win and get on track, but I still have to wait and see it to believe it. I'm normally a glasses-half-full guy. I'm optimistic by nature, but... We've seen this too many times this year. Now, granted, they've never had a win this big in this situation, but they've had some big wins and they've had some nice performances. And they've had, I mean, the, the two games they just played, again, we, we've seen it so many times, another microcosm of how the season has gone. You, you know, poop your pants in the third period in Buffalo, allowing six goals and lose six nothing. And then the next game, you beat the top team in the NHL coming from behind down two. I mean, the, the scales up and down, back and forth. It's the season so far. At some point, though, is there going to be something that gets this team on track? I do think a win like this can help uh, to do that. And another factor is that the Kings are now going home for a prolonged homestand. The next 14, or I should say the next, yeah, 14 of their next 17 games, 14 of the next 17 for the Kings, are at Crypto.com Arena. So you take this win, you head back home for a big homestand. This, when we look back at the at the end of the season, we could absolutely see the win over Boston and then coming home for this prolonged homestand, putting some wins together, stringing some good performances together. This could be the moment where we say, this is where the Kings got on track. I do think it's that type of a win. And under the circumstances, like I said, with the prolonged homestand coming up, I think there is a chance that this could be it, but we still have to see it to believe it, right? I mean, like I said, we've seen this before. We've seen the Kings get big wins. That I still go back to that big win over Edmonton on the road where they played amazing and they blocked all those shots, and I'm like, this is it. This is the thing that's going to get them going, and it didn't. So, again, I'm hopeful 
I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I want this to be the moment of the season where the Kings get going, but I still have to see it to believe it. I mean, honestly, is any are, are any of us going to be shocked if the Kings lose their next game at home against the Sharks? No, <laughs> we're not going to be shocked. Disappointed, of course, uh, but hopefully that won't happen. Uh, we do have some big news to talk about, about the man who scored the shootout game winner over the Bruins, and that is coming up next. But first, I want to invite you to check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So before Tuesday's, or excuse me, before Thursday's game uh, in Boston, Kings made some news, signing forward Trevor Moore to a five-year contract extension worth $21 million. Moore is now signed through the 2027-28 season. He's 27 now, he'll be 33 by the end of the contract and will make $4.2 million per season. Moore acquired in a trade with Toronto back in 2020, now under contract, as I mentioned, through the 2027-28 season. Um, he has 107 career points in parts of five NHL seasons with the Kings and Maple Leafs. Um, Moore would have been an unrestricted free agent after this season. Uh, he's was, or he is making right now 1.875 million. So a nice raise for Trevor Moore. And I think a nice deal for both sides. I have no issues with this deal at all. Um, in his first full season in the NHL last year with the Kings, he put up career highs in goals and points with 1748. And this season he's on track for 17 goals and 45 points this season. So uh, Trevor Moore is certainly not a superstar, and he's not making superstar money with this contract. Some people might think it's a little bit of an overpayment at this point, but by the end of the contract, if the salary cap goes up, which it should, um, this contract will seem very reasonable um, in, in the, the the bulk of the contract. He's a great nuts and bolts type player. Um, he's great in a lot of different situations, obviously very good at penalty killing, scores a lot of shorthanded goals. I mean, look, he's a guy that plays hard. He's a he's one of those glue guys that every team needs. Is he the guy you're going to lean on necessarily for the big goal in the big moment? No, but he's definitely a role player, more than a role player, um, and, and somebody that the Kings, I think, have been really happy with, and I think he's deserved this opportunity and this reward for what he's done so far with the LA Kings. By the way, do you know he's a Thousand Oaks native? Do you know that? I don't know. I think it's funny every time we bring it up, and it is cool to have a local kid um, be a key part of the Kings core at this point with this, uh, with this signing. So again, great for Trevor Moore. Uh, good for him. Good guy. Um, enjoy talking to him in the locker room, by the way, I know, no, it's, you know, you, you maybe you don't get a chance to kind of know the personalities of some of these players. Trevor Moore is really well-spoken, um, really fun to talk to in the locker room and, uh, and, uh, just a good guy to have on the team. So happy for Trevor Moore and I think a good deal for both sides in this one. And uh, a nice script, right? Trevor Moore gets the big deal and then goes out and scores the shootout game winner. I mean, uh, that's a script you write in Hollywood, right? Uh, so uh, coming up on Monday's show, we are going to have a recap of the weekend, both for the LA Kings and the Ontario Reign. Up next for the Kings, they are back home on Saturday taking on the rival San Jose Sharks, who they've met once this, once this season up in San Jose, and the Kings were able to get a victory in that one. And it is important the Kings follow up the win over Boston with a win over San Jose. So we will certainly recap that on Monday's show. Also, we'll uh, see how the uh, Ontario Reign do uh, tonight and tomorrow. They have two games, and uh, we'll see if Quentin Byfield continues to stay red hot 
and we'll see how Cal Peterson uh, plays. I'm sure he'll be in net at least one of those games, and we'll update his progress as well. That's all coming up on Monday's show, and, and maybe a special guest as well. We'll have to stay tuned and see if that happens. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, uh, you can always send me an email, lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddy at gmail.com. Uh, we'll have another feedback show uh, next week, and we'll, I'm sure, get thoughts on this win over Boston and what happens between now and then. Uh, and if you want to follow the show on Twitter, that'd be awesome. We are at Locked on LA Kings, and we have an Instagram page at Locked on LA Kings as well. Thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked on Sports Today, for the games that matter the most, to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked on can provide. Locked on Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eddie Garcia. I hope your weekend is a little bit brighter with the uh, Kings getting this uh, victory in Boston and hopefully maybe sparking them for the rest of the season. We'll have to wait and see, but it'll be interesting to find out. Uh, Thank you for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings again. Have a good weekend. And as we say to close out every show, go Kings go.